Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. It's your host, Michael Tipper. Who else would it be? Now, today's been a day of lots of random creative ideas, but in a strange way, they're all linked. So let me explain what's happened. So today's bank holiday Monday in the UK. And just like Saturday and Sunday, I have been working. However, I've managed to get away with it today because my partner's spending the day with a friend of hers she's not seen for two years. So I've been able to sneak off and do some work. So I've been full flown to my usual pattern of work. And during the day, I've been mulling over a number of ideas that have come to me as flashes of inspiration. Now, they appeared to be random musings as I was taking my notes during the day. But as I got to the end of the day, I could see that there was a common thread. So it started off with me thinking about uh, how scattered my thinking was and how um, my brain probably requires defragmentation. Now, I'm a Mac user, but I have had PCs in the past, and I can always remember there was an opportunity to make the hard drive of a Windows-based machine work more effectively if you defragged it. Now, basically, just to explain what that means is that when the computer was using the uh, the hard drive, it would just dump random bits all over the hard drive, and so it would be sp- spread out across the hard drive. And the defragmentation was basically pulling everything together and making it much more effective and more efficient. Because if you've got to go to random places all the time rather than just one place to get data, that is going to take some time. It would slow the operation of the machine down. So I've always thought that's a really great metaphor for the way the brain works with so many things, little things attracting our attention, little open loops that we've got. Effectively, our brain becomes fragmented. And so I've been pondering on the relationship between my activity levels and the and busyness, because I'm, I'm very busy, and the actual production of tangible results that help me work towards my goals. And I see that me flitting from one random task to another, uh, if I do it at the extreme, is a complete dilution of my focus and energy. So... I occasionally, probably more often than I'd like to admit, confuse activity for achievement. So what's the answer to that? Because I think in this world full of constant inputs, constant distractions from the media, on telephones, on on smartphones, on iPads, on machines, all over the place, our attention is constantly being drawn to new stuff. So what is the answer? Well, I think it's hidden in my driving mantra, which is this, do more important work in a more focused way, more often and for longer. So for me, I've realized I've got to really identify what the important work is for me. And I think part of my problem isn't maybe necessarily that I am too fragmented, too distracted, because I I do know and I do employ strategies to deal with that. I think it's because I'm too thinly spread with my aspirations. And I've probably got to nail down and really get focused on what I want to do. And so I've got to really focus and identify what that important work is so that I do more important work in a more focused way more often and for longer. I'm pretty sure I know, but I think whilst it's just a vague concept in my mind, I'm not going to be as direct as I could be. So I've really got to tease that out, I say tease that out, write it down, and then ensure that the routines are put in place to make sure that important work does get done in a more focused way more often and for longer. So that was the start of the day, and that came to me whilst I was meditating, doing my normal yoga practice in the morning. But I think one thing uh, that I noticed today, having 
fired myself up and got going with the start of the day is how I am still, um, I still succumb to occasional bouts of overwhelm. Now, and sometimes I get so confused, uh, confused, so consumed by it, is that occasionally it paralyzes me. And I've noticed as I've started to become more aware is that it often creeps in when I'm faced with something that I believe is going to be difficult or at the very least complicated to do. And what's been really interesting for me to notice is that when I finally dive in and do the task or the tasks that have been bothering me, they're relatively straightforward and far easier to complete than anticipated. Now, sometimes they do require um, a bit of thought and effort to address, but nowhere near as much as I've built up in my own head. And then afterwards, I've got this little ritual of beating myself up for A, not doing it sooner, and B, being somewhat pathetic as an individual. It's like I'm standing on the side of a swimming pool that you think is going to be cold when you jump in. So you hang around on the edge of the pool, finding any reason you can to delay the plunge. And then when you finally take the leap, because either someone's pushed you or you just can't put it off any longer, there is that little bit of initial shock as you hit the water. But within seconds, you've adapted and everything is fine. And... So if the practicalities of complete the tasks that trigger this response are so trivial when I finally dive in, what's going on that causes the resistance? I think resistance is a really powerful word there. There's a great book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and the, the subtitle is Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. And he talks about resistance in that great book. And it's what it feels like. It feels like there is this inertia. There, there is something stopping me. And, of course, the behavior I'm exhibiting is one of procrastination. But what's the cause? And I think I'm going to ponder on this through the day was my thought at the time. And as, I've, as I reflect on the day, I'm still not quite sure. There might be fear. Um, fear of what? Maybe fear of failure. Uh, maybe fear of getting things wrong. This could be uh, me dipping into my old fixed mindset identity that I used to have or used to dominate, because I've probably still got a bit of it somewhere. So there are a few things going on there. I think sometimes it might just be a case of just manning up and getting on with it. But sometimes there are things that do hold us back. I think the, the willpower that we have to actually just force through these things is limited on a daily basis. Now, maybe first thing in the morning I can do that. But as I'm stood here now close towards 6 p.m. And hurrah, I'm doing my podcast when I said I would do it. This is part of the plan. But as I'm stood here now, my mental energies have been drained by writing um, five articles, um, doing a whole lot of uh, important administration and planning this morning. And so at the moment, my, my brain is not post, but I don't have that willpower to be able to drive through these things. But certainly I've got to just take the bull by the horns and run with these things sometimes. So that's uh, that's the part of the challenge now when faced with that challenge today i thought well let me try an experiment tapping into the magic of momentum i love my alliterations part of wanting to share uh, a, a part of the, the sharing of these ideas with other people is finding creative ways of being able to explain and express and describe what i'm what i've experienced and what i've picked up and what i've gathered and uh, my take on things and one of those is through alliteration so the magic of momentum is is this this moment's flavor of the month and i played around this a few days ago um and this is when i was taking six minute mini strolls during the morning between doing tasks that were unsavory to me now i have a goal of hitting ten thousand steps every single day 
And I do that by taking walks um, in the morning, 15 minutes or so in the morning, and then throughout the day, so if I'm on the telephone, I will wander around and I will just do it standing up and then I'll just take little walks through the day. So what I've been doing is rather than sort of chunking it into a 50-minute walk in the morning, a 15 walk in the afternoon, and then catching up with whatever's left over in the evening, I've been taking these little micro-walks of six-minute strolls. And what I've been doing, it's like a form of Pomodoro method, really. I've been setting my timer for 30 minutes, doing the, the task I really don't want to do. Then at the end of 30 minutes, regardless of where I am, I'm going for a six-minute stroll, and I come back and carry on. And that has really worked for me. And so uh, what it's done is, is I call it the magic of momentum because when I start to struggle with the mental challenge of what I'm doing because I get to the end of uh, needing to take a break, I go and do a physical activity and I get that forward momentum by moving my body. And I come back and it seems to have transferred to my brain and I can do another 30 minutes. As I say, it's like a form of Pomodoro in terms of doing that. And then by the time I've done three or four of those segments, it's time for a longer break. And then it's, it just worked really well for me. So, and as a result, I've got quite a lot of good stuff done today. Uh, not as much as I would have liked because I know where there was times where I was struggling with the overwhelm. But uh, I'm 70% towards the end of my goal for steps and it's still only 6pm in the evening. So that's what I've been playing with today. It's finding ways of, re- what, of, of strategies of things to do when I'm faced with a block. So I would like to be able to do everything perfectly. I'd like to be able to say, this is what, how you do it. But I recognize that sometimes you're going to face blocks. And for me, there is this bit of overwhelm, this bit of resistance. And I have to find ways of breaking through that. I can't always power my way through it. I have done that sometimes, but I can't always do that. So this magic and momentum was today's practice and experiment with doing it. And it seems to have worked pretty well. So earlier on, I talked about this concept of defragging my brain and getting really, really clear on what I want to do. So I started thinking about what are my focused few? There's another alliteration, my focused few. And I thought, is it a focused few or a focused three or a focused four? I'm not quite sure. So I went out for another one of my six-minute strolls in the garden and I started reflecting on what I should focus on. Now, the dilution of my effort across a whole range of activities is undermining the progress I wish to take. So I asked myself the question, what are my focus few? Now, it's a form of the question that Gary Keller asks in his book, The One Thing. What's the one thing I can do now that will uh, make everything else uh, easy or irrelevant? And so I have asked myself that question and I'm focusing on working on developing this podcast and the peripheral activities around that to support that. That's what I'm focusing on. But whilst I'm doing that, I don't know whether I'm confusing things, whether I'm trying to do too many things by doing this. This seems to be a supportive way, but just bear me out and let me sort of see if I can explain what's going on. So I ask myself the question, what's the focus few? Now, these might be subsets of things that I'm doing for putting my one thing in place. So I, I got... I got um, into a little bit of a loop about whether it should be three or four. So I decided to ask, well, what are the top candidates for the things that I should be doing? And the, the first one that came to mind was de- delivering paid, paid for sessions on peak performance productivity. So at the moment, I am developing my own productivity so that I can go on and do other stuff. But I'm also teaching others how to do that. And I've been paid for that. And so my income at the moment is dependent on me delivering those. That's where uh, I'm earning my my crust, as it were. So the priority for me is delivering paid-for sessions on peak performance productivity. So to support that, 
I need to get booked for delivering paid-for sessions on peak performance productivity. So there's a degree of activity there required in finding organizations who can benefit from what I can share and then persuading them that I might be a good person to have on their, um, on their, on their lineup when they have a, an event. And I'm starting to make traction with that. So those were one and two. Number three was developing my peak performance productivity because I need to have something to talk about. So I am doing this not so I can teach people how to be productive at the peak performance level. I'm doing it because I want to get to peak performance productivity levels because I have aspirations of doing all sorts of wonderful stuff with these skills once I've developed them. Because I like teaching and sharing and, uh, and ex- expressing these ideas, that's what I'm doing at the moment. And so developing my peak performance productivity is the third one. And the fourth one was capturing the lessons of the development of my peak performance productivity so I can share it in my paid-for sessions. So essentially, I'm looking to... Essentially, just summarising then, my focus for, if I'm not delivering live sessions that I'm being paid for, if I'm not doing the work to get booked to deliver, and if I'm not developing my own peak performance productivity and capturing it, then anything outside of those four is time I shouldn't be spent on those tasks. And so these are the ones that have sprung to mind. It is four. And they seem to be congruent with the current stage of my master plan, which is to develop my peak performance productivity. So those are going to be the activities of uh, my, uh, until, until further notice, the focus of my activities. Now, when I wrote this, First, when I was capturing my notes and preparing for this, I wrote, um, now these should be the focus of my activities. And I suddenly caught myself not committing. This should is almost like, well, possibly, maybe, it might be. If I'm not too busy, then I might get on. But actually, no, it's not a case of should. It's a case of must. These will now be the focus of my activities till further notice. So that involved during the day. Now, the other thing that came to light during the day is the power of routines. Again, I have these bursts of creative ideas around the development I'm doing on myself, and today I had another one wash over me. So I've been reflecting on the power of routines and how important they are. At the moment, I'm doing a routine, which is doing my podcast. It is around about 1800, which is when I said I would start doing it. I'm doing it a little bit early today. Um, Over the last week, I've been doing it at like half 11 at night, Um, but I'm working towards doing it at this time, so I'm developing that routine. So uh, other routines I have is I have a routine for uh, posting on LinkedIn in the mornings and commenting on other posts so that I get comments back that boost my posts. I've also got a routine for checking people who have asked me to connect with them and the process I go through for that. I have a routine in the morning when I wake up. And of course, I've just talked about this routine with the podcast. So I've been thinking about how to explain the importance of routines because there is value in the consistent results you can get because success isn't a one step it's a it's a it's a culmination of lots of little steps and lots of little habits and the building up slowly of the momentum through the power of routines so i've been thinking about how what's the value in doing that but also been thinking about what happens if you don't do a routine and perhaps the first routine we all get introduced to as small children is that of cleaning our teeth in the morning when we get up and in the evening when we go to bed if we keep doing it then we're much more likely to have healthy teeth and avoid going to the dreaded dentist but if we let that routine slip 
our oral hygiene will begin to suffer. Teeth will discolour, perhaps our breath will smell, plaque will begin to build up, and the environment for decay will start to emerge. Left long enough, we'll start to develop gum disease. The teeth will decay and more work might be needed, and it might be quite painful. So I was reflecting on, on how do I try and convince people to get into a routine? Because I've noticed that people are often, I say people, I have been here as well, but I've seen this with other people too, is they are easy prey to the random appearing distraction, whether it be an email coming in or a telephone call or something they've seen on social media and responding to that. And there's no real structure to the day, no real focus on what they're doing. Because as, as I've said, I believe the secret to success is to do more important work in a more focused way more often and for longer. And I think routines are really powerful. So I have committed to a daily podcast. I started doing this 254 episodes ago. Um, I've been doing it for nearly 18 months now. So I have dropped out of that routine a, a few times over the last 18 months. Um, but the fact is I've committed to it 254 days out of the last 18 months means I've, I'm a long way forward. I could have been better, but I'm still a long way forward because I've done something pretty much daily. So the cleaning teeth routine is a bit of a dramatic example, but just by following through on a simple routine, you can make significant progress. Now, I've mentioned earlier that I've got four things I want to do. Develop pay, delivering paid-for sessions, getting booked for paid-for sessions, um, developing my productivity and capturing those lessons. And when I put routines in place to do those, they are more likely to happen. And the reason I mention that is because I know at the moment the routines I have do not completely support the aspirations I do have. I need, for example, to research new knowledge to develop my productivity. I'm not doing it at the moment. I'm, I'm leaning on the residual knowledge I do have, which is quite extensive because I have done a lot of research over the years. But I know there's much more stuff I can, I can uh, learn, I can incorporate, I can experiment to create the processes and the systems and the techniques that allow me to become even more productive. And I'm frustrated that I'm not giving myself the time to uh, get to them because of being inefficient, because I'm being drawn uh, across too many fronts perhaps. So that's this concept of the power of routines. Now, one of the things that um, uh, I have done with my virtual assistant is create the documented routines for her to carry out when uh, for on the tasks I want to do because things like putting up this podcast on the blog, putting up my Monday Morning Minute on YouTube channel, etc., 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 is a routine. It needs to be done regularly. There are certain steps. And I'm glad we've done that because this week my virtual assistant has the week off. Um, it's only Monday. <laughs> I'm always starting to feel the impact of her absence. Um, but what is becoming clearer and clearer to me as I take uh, steps towards my goals is I can't do it all alone. I need the support of people like my exceptional assistant to do the things I'm not good at or that I shouldn't be doing so I can focus on the main thing. And I've already explained to you what those four main or four f um, things of focus, my focus four are. Um, those are the ones I should be focusing on. So while she's away, I've got to do the podcast episodes and put them onto the blog. And I'm pretty sure I won't be as effective as she is at it. But, I'll, but I know how to do it because we've got defined processes on how to do that. So that's uh, what's been happening today. It's been one of those days where I can see where I need to be moving. There's some things I've got to cut out, some fat from my activities. I've got to get sharper on things. And I believe routines is the power to do that. But because I have got clearer on what my focus few are, I can start developing routines around that. And I think I'm going to have to start making some difficult decisions about things to drop that I've been working on. 
that I think are important because I need to get more focused on the things that are associated with my current one thing, main thing, which is about getting this podcast up and running to support me in the delivery of the live paid seminars that I'm going to be doing. So uh, it's been a long-winded episode today, um, but that's where I am. So that's today's episode. Until tomorrow. <laughs>